0: What's up everyone, and welcome to Making the Shift. We are an SLP couple from California with three boys and a passion for finding better ways to support autistic kids. I'm Chris, you might know me as Speech Dude. I'm a neurodivergent high school SLP and the creator of the dynamic assessment of social emotional learning, and I specialize in crafting neurodiversity affirming IEPs through my online course. And I'm Jessie, a sensory integration-trained SLP, owner of a top-rated clinic in Los Angeles, and the creator of the Inside Out Sensory Communication Programs for parents and therapists. Join us weekly to learn neurodiversity-affirming ways to support social-emotional development and regulation in autistic kids. Are you ready to make the shift? Let's do it. Hello, hello. Today we are talking about one of my favorite favorite topics, sensory and the SLP. I get a lot, a lot, a lot of questions, comments about how sensory falls into the scope of the SLP, if sensory falls into the scope of the SLP. And I am here today to tell you not only that it does fall into the scope of the SLP, but tell you exactly how. So first of all, I just want to say that the greatest, most respected sensory experts in the world (laughs) believe that sensory should be understood by all. And when I say all, I mean everyone. Okay. So sensory is not just something that should be understood by occupational therapists. It also needs to be understood by any professionals working with any kids with sensory differences. Okay. So If you are a professional working with autistic kids you should definitely understand sensory differences teachers I mean every teacher in my opinion should have this training because so they have so many kids in their classrooms with so many different types of needs parents you should understand this about not only your child's sensory needs and how to help them but how to how to help yourself how to help yourself with your own regulation is super important to know and people themselves should know about their sensory needs. So if we're working with autistic clients, they should know about their sensory needs. There is space for everyone at the sensory table. There's enough to go around, okay? Every professional person on the team, any person who is affected by sensory differences should understand this. So I wanna say that first and foremost, okay? So I think that it was extremely validating for me when I reached out to Dr. Winnie Dunn, if you don't know her, she is a very well-known occupational therapist. She created the assessment called the Sensory Profile, which is the most commonly used sensory assessment. She has done just tons and tons of research in sensory. She has published books, etc. Okay. So when I reached out to her, I consulted with her when I was creating my program. And then I reached out to her again about my idea to write an article for the ASHA leader, which is the national magazine for SLPs in the US. And she was like so excited, so on board with it because of how strongly she felt that everyone really needed to understand this. So for me, that was super validating. Another thing that was a really validating part for me was some of you may know that I have done the sensory integration training from University of Southern California which is where the work of Dr Jean Ayres originated kind of like just if you don't know her she's like the face of sensory like started all the all the research in sensory anyway so I went through that whole program which is was an entire program with occupational therapists pretty much. And this program was designed for OTs post-grad school. So these were OTs post-grad school. They led a few other professionals in though, and I decided to go through it. And while I was in it, I was hearing a lot. Well, I wasn't hearing a lot. I was hearing a lot about things being said behind my back (laughs) that my OT friends were coming to me and like, hey, people are chattering about you in this training. And I went to my professors and I said, can I be doing this? Like, am I crazy or what? Because I kind of feel like I'm going crazy here. And they said, absolutely, 100%. You are trained. You can do this. Okay. So these are professors in the field supporting other professionals, understanding and using sensory strategies. Here's the thing. I am wholeheartedly a firm believer in collaboration. I don't think we could get anything done in the way that we want it to get done without collaborating. So, should we collaborate with other professionals? 100% always yes. It's always going to be a yes for me. If you want to see the most success with your client, most progress in your sessions, you just need to have that collaborative component. It's so so important. So, of course, always collaborate. Not only is it Going to help you, but that is the best way ultimately to serve your clients is by collaborating with other professionals. So here's the thing when we are SLPs and we are trying to start using sensory strategies in our sessions, here's what we're not doing. I'll say that first. What we are not doing is trying to replace OT. That is not the point at all of using sensory strategies. And I think the best way for me to describe that is that. OTs use sensory strategies for very different reasons than SLPs, right? So we think about what OT goals might look like. Maybe it's fine motor goal. Maybe it's gross motor goal. Maybe it's motor planning. Maybe it's to help them with their activities of daily living. Those are all very, very different goals than what we have as our communication goals, right? So for an OT, maybe they are working on um, the child's, ability to perceive touch, right? So holding that pencil in their finger so that they can write. And maybe they're working on them being able to modulate the pressure because they're always snapping their pencils. Or maybe they're working on being able to build up their not only their strength, but their processing of movement and balance so that they could sit up at the table. Maybe they're working on dressing skills or feeding skills or teeth brushing, right? There are so many different activities of daily living that sensory can affect. And That's not any of the stuff that we're trying to do as SLPs. As SLPs, we are using sensory strategies essentially so that we can have more effective sessions. We are using sensory strategies so that we can get our kids regulated and engaged and communicating. That is our goal. So the way that I see using sensory strategies as an SLP is just like any other thing in our field, right? Which is You need to get the training in it if you want to use the thing, right? So we think about something like feeding therapy. Would you ever, if someone called and said, hey, I have the six month old, he's not in not eating solids and he's aspirating on his milk, and can you treat him? Let's hope the only person that's gonna say yes is the person who has gotten not only that training in feeding, but has gotten that experience in feeding and has that expertise okay so same thing with sensory if you want to be able to use sensory strategies you can go out there and you could start getting training in sensory right I think some of the fear creeps in from other professionals when they worry that people are going to be using sensory strategies without having that knowledge and um, experience first right because these are kids we're talking about sensory systems can be very sensitive We can cause trauma to kids without knowing it if we're doing the wrong things with their body. And we want to make sure that we are always doing things that are safe and productive and effective. So that's why I say go out there and get that training if you want to use sensory strategies. Okay, but the most important thing is that when we are working with kids with sensory differences, we know that. Regulation is so important to communication. It is neurology. It's how our brain works. We know that if we are dysregulated, we end up stuck in this bottom. is part of our brain, and we can't even get upstairs to the logical thinking, decision making, planning, executive functioning part of our brains. Right. So how can we possibly expect to be expect to work on these higher level cognitive and language skills? when we have our kids who are dysregulated, stuck in this downstairs part of their brain. That is why we need to be able to understand regulation as SLPs because without being able to get a kid regulated, we will not be able to do our jobs in the most effective way possible. Our goal is to get them regulated so that we can have more effective sessions so that we can build their language more and help them more with their communication. And then that's kind of like part one which is obviously a huge part is being able to use those strategies to get them regulated but part two which is so so cool is starting to teach them about their sensory systems and help them with advocating for themselves right because self-advocacy is a huge communication goal so if we can understand our kids' sensory systems, and then we can teach them about their sensory systems, and then we can come up with a plan to help them get their needs met, communicate those needs, self-advocate. That's such a beautiful thing, and that's such a cool thing that we can do as SLPs in our job is teach communication skills for self-advocacy. And then last, be able to work on our communication goals. If we know that our kids are regulated, we know that we will be able to get so much more out of them in sessions. We know they will be able to get more out of sessions and that is going to help us so, so much. So I hope that this cleared things up for you. You can always check out any ASHA articles I've written about sensory, lots of other resources on my website, sensoryslp.com. Another ASHA article will be coming out soon on sensory and the SLP and Neurodiversity Affirming Therapy. So stay tuned for that. And if you are an SLP and you want to learn how to use sensory strategies, head over to my website. You can learn more about our trainings at sensoryslp.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, hit subscribe, write a review, or share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.